0: The Lord took me the next part of this retreat. He asked us to go to message 20, page 64 or 66 of the new edition. And here the Lord was showing us that he wants us as a community to come to know personally, intimately, the love of the Father. He says... My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My little one, these are the words from the mouth of my mother as she enters the home of Elizabeth. Ponder these words with me. My mother lived her life in praise of the Father. She lived In the constant awareness of who the Father is, her soul was in a constant state of awe. At the moment of the incarnation, my human and divine heart was fused as one with my mothers, and was consumed in the fire of love of the Most Holy Spirit. Together, we proclaim the greatness of the Father. In the knowledge of the greatness and majesty of God, Mary also had perfect knowledge of herself. Therefore, she states that she is the handmaid of the Lord. My daughter, my son, I desire that you live more profoundly and perfectly in the knowledge of the grandeur, majesty, and goodness of our Father. In this way, you will live more perfectly as my handmaid. The perfect and holy handmaid of the Lord Mary, most holy, is moved by the Holy Spirit to serve her cousin Elizabeth. This brings to mind Isaiah 49, verse 1 and 3. The Lord calls us from the womb to be his servants that glorify him. And then the Lord goes on to say, Do you understand, my little ones, the direct correlation with the mothers of the cross? And this also is the same for the missionaries of the cross. The Spirit of God moves the pure and humble of heart to serve as handmaids, their brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, in the awareness of who God is in order to become the handmaids of God the true knowledge of God will always move a soul to serve in pure humility you are the handmaids of the Lord serve one another in the awareness Of the immensity. Of God's love. I've been pondering this. Since the Lord took me here. Mary could live. Her identity. And mission in Christ. In perfect union with him. Because together. As one heart. With Jesus. She lives knowing who the Father is, knowing His goodness, His kindness, His tenderness, His compassion. It is only in that knowledge that she enters the fullness of the knowledge of herself. And it's so beautiful that the Lord says, Together, Jesus came to unite. To make us one body, one body of Christ in Him. For what? To be one in His body as Mary and Jesus become one heart, the two hearts become one, for what? To live glorifying, receiving, Maria's beautiful song, receiving the love of the Father and loving Him back. That is what we're called to do on earth and for all eternity in heaven. How many of us live, have entered that awareness of who the Father is? Very few. Because if we had, which we all did, fathers that could not love us in this perfect compassion and love, and mothers too that could not love us the way we needed to be loved and affirmed, Are we don't have that knowledge of the Father. And so Jesus comes. Jesus comes to what? To reveal the Father to us. He becomes flesh, human. So that through him, with him and in him we can come to know. To know and to live like Mary in that awe of who the Father is. Abandonment to the Holy Spirit is not that we work serve, to earn, to gain, God, but rather, our service flows. That's what Jesus is teaching us, like Mary. Our service flows naturally from our relationship with the Father. The first is the relationship of a slave. The second is the relationship of a son and daughter. Most of us live a relationship of a slave. Fear, like Father said in that homily, was so important of the lion. And we have maintained ourselves to different degrees in that spirit of slave. And so many times our work is disordered. Because even our good work is to earn, earn the love of God. And that is disordered. And that will bring us to total greater woundedness, frustration, sickness, stress because it's impossible we can't earn it we have to receive it true service can only come from the other type of relationship as we are restored in Christ in our relationship with him We enter into the Father so that we can serve now in the Spirit through the Father. A very close friend of Love Crucified, his name is Father Juan Gabriel Asencio. Some of the mothers of the cross have had contact with him too someone very much that we love deeply who's been journeying with Love Crucified he's a legionnaire of Christ, a legionnaire priest and he gave recently some reflections to his community and I had told him, Father, the Lord hasn't given me the retreat and he said, okay And he gave these reflections and he said, I think, Lord, maybe there's something in my reflections that are meant also for your retreat. So he sent them to me and he was absolutely right. There were some things Father in his reflection said on faith that is very important for this reflection on entering the Father's love. Father Asensio said, Faith is when the knowledge of Christ becomes our own. And his love is our love, which palpitates in our hearts. Think about that. Faith is when the knowledge of Christ becomes our own. Christ' knowledge is what? knowledge of who Abba is when that knowledge becomes our own we're living in faith he said faith has a context which is the knowledge a son has of his father this to me was key the context of faith is the knowledge a son has of his father. Being a son is the necessary context of faith. Only with the heart of a son can we believe. We need to first become sons in Jesus Christ. Jesus hears from his father these words, This is my beloved Son in whom I am pleased. Does Jesus doubt those words when he hears it from Ava? No. No. Jesus believes these words from his Father. And Jesus knows this is who I am. The Son of the Father. One with the Father. To have faith, Father Asencio says, to believe, we too must be in this relationship with the Father as Son in Jesus. Faith not only has a context, but Father Asencio taught me that faith also has an objective. And look at the objective of faith to know the father. But not any kind of knowledge. It must be a relation, a relationship of knowledge, a personal relationship. Father Asensio said, not theoretical. For example, One thing is to know somebody, and another is to be familiar with a person. You can know a lot of people, but to really be familiar, familiarity, that is something else. That is how we're supposed to know the Father. Intimately, we're supposed to be familiar with Him by becoming familiar with Jesus. being able to enter a relationship with a father, to touch him, call upon him, and appreciate him. He gave two scripture passages, Father Asensio. The first one was from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 17 and 18. He came and preached peace to you who were far off, And peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. My family, we have access to the Father through Jesus Christ. We have access to this loving Father. Romans 8.15 For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear but you received a spirit of adoption through which we cry Abba, Father, Daddy. Most of us when we are living in our woundedness are living in that what is oppression oppression is living in the spirit of fear and living in fear is living in slavery and Jesus Christ came to set us free A slave is someone who does not have a personal relationship with his owner. It's the relationship of the lion to the... Like uh, Father said. We all, I go back to that homily. You have a master that when you do not do what you were told, you get punished. Many of us had that relationship with our fathers and mothers. And therefore... The hardest thing for us is to come to know the truth and the compassion of who this father is. That's why keep your eyes in this teaching on the Lord in the tabernacle and on the face and body of the father in Rembrandt's painting. Keep looking at him. That painting of Rembrandt is so powerful. The Holy Spirit, just as the Holy Spirit gave Maria all of those songs, the Holy Spirit gave Rembrandt a profound knowledge of the Father. And through his gift of painting, he brings to life who the Father is. This painting is so important because God wants us in this retreat to personally come to know Abba look at him does that look like the tyrant does that look like the lion look at him what do you believe in the depth of your hearts do you believe that I'm I'm alone that nobody is with me giving me life, strength, love That is the spirit of a slave, Father Asensio explained. Or he asked this question, do I trust and feel supported, guided, loved, sustained, forgiven, knowing I'm not alone, I'm a son, I'm a daughter. Then we have trust, And the dialogue immediately opens. Abba, Father. Therefore, our reflection enters profoundly into the painting of Rembrandt. Who is the Father? Have we come to know Him personally? Do we live in a constant state of awe and praise like Mary because we truly know this amazing Father? Through this reflection, Ava wants to bring us to know Him more intimately. He wants to draw us to Himself. He wants to bring us to enter His embrace. To me, one of the most powerful things of the book The Return of the Prodigal Son was the description of Father Nowen's of the father in his book. Father Nowen for years the Holy Spirit through this painting he entered years Father Nowen had to first find the younger son then the older son, to enter into the embrace of the father. And to me, the way he describes the father was like a burst. Uh, uh, He brought me, this beautiful soul brought me closer to know the father. So I'm going to share some of this with you. As I read, ponder what I'm reading in that painting, The hands that touch the back of the returning son are the instruments of the father's inner eye. The near blind father sees far and wide. His seeing is an eternal seeing. A seeing that reaches out To all of humanity. It is a scene that understands. The lostness of women and men. Of all times and places. That knows with immense compassion. The suffering of those. Who have chosen to leave home that cried oceans of tears. Many of you have been crying a lot in this retreat. Ava, Father, from the beginning, has seen those tears, is seeing your tears, my tears. And He's full of compassion. The compassion of a Father that has been suffering with us crying with us. Look at him, my family. Keep your eyes on the Father. As they got caught in anguish and agony, the heart of the Father burns with an immense desire to bring his children home. The Father was suffering with each of us. as we were being abandoned by our own fathers, rejected, treated with great injustice. The Father was gazing at us with his eternal gaze, waiting for us to come to him. But his love is too great to do any of that. It cannot force, constrain, push, or pull the opposite of our earthly fathers, many of them. Earthly mothers. We are the ones that control. We force, we push, we pull. But Ava, Father, waits. It offers the freedom to reject that love. Or to love in return. It is precisely the immensity of the divine love that is the source of the divine suffering. Look at the suffering of the Father. Jesus Christ came also upon the earth to reveal to us the suffering of Abba. Jesus' suffering is one with Abba. Abba, Father, Daddy, suffers, has been suffering and waiting for each of us. To know the suffering of our beloved Jesus Christ is to know the suffering of our Father. God, creator of heaven and earth, has chosen to be first and foremost a Father. Father. That freedom includes the possibility of their leaving home, going to a distant country, and losing everything. As father, the only authority he claims for himself is the authority of compassion. That authority comes from letting the sins of all his children pierce his heart. What does Jesus do? He allows the sin of each of us to pierce his heart. He again is revealing the love of his father. As we come to know in the path, the heart, the pierced heart of Jesus, we are seeing the pierced heart of our Father. There is no lust, greed, anger, resentment, jealousy or vengeance in his lost children that has not caused immense grief in his heart. The grief is so deep because the heart is so pure. From the deep inner place where love embraces all human grief The father reaches out to his children The touch of his hands Radiating inner light Seeks only to heal Think of your father's hands Did they heal you? did they embrace you did they touch you with great tenderness care did your father's hands protect you make you feel secure did your father's hands reveal his love for you his compassion if your father's hands did not do that you must look at the Father's hands here because the Father's hands have want to touch each of us the Father wants simply to let them know that the love they have searched for in such distorted ways has been, is and always will be there for them the Father wants to say more with his hands than with his mouth. You are my beloved son, daughter. On you my favor rests. He is the shepherd feeding his flock, gathering lambs in his arms, holding them against his breast. The true center of Rembrandt's painting is the hands of the father. This brought an awareness to my heart of why Jesus focused on the hands for us in the path so much. The Lord really emphasized the hands to us when he was teaching us. The Lord Jesus Christ brought us to each of us the awareness of our hands. Do you remember that? Those of you that have been in love crucified a while. He brought us to see To notice our hands, how we use them. Or how we fail to use them. Why? Because the Lord was preparing our hands to become His hands. To become finally the hands of the Father. We're going to enter that, the last talk tomorrow. look at the hands in them mercy becomes flesh in the hands of the father mercy becomes flesh upon those hands is forgiveness reconciliation and healing come together and through them not only the tired son but also the worn the worn out father find their rest The two are quite different. Notice the hands. The father's left hand, touching the son's shoulder, is strong and muscular. The fingers are spread out and cover a large part of the prodigal son's shoulder and back. The hand seems not only to touch, but with its strength also to hold. Even though there is a gentleness in the way the father's left hand touches his son, it is not without a firm grip. How different is the father's right hand? This hand does not hold or grasp, it is refined, soft and very tender, the fingers are close to each other and they have an elegant quality. It lies gently upon the son's shoulder, it wants to caress to stroke, and to offer consolation and comfort. It is a mother's hand. The father is not simply a great patriarch. He is indeed God, in whom both manhood and womanhood, fatherhood and motherhood, are fully present. then you wonder why God created man and woman, the two, to become one, to complement each other. Fatherhood and motherhood, man and woman becoming one in the Father, to complete each other. The Father is not simply a great patriarch. He is indeed God. I'm sorry, I read that. The gentle caressing right hand echoes for me the words of the prophet Isaiah. Can a woman forget her baby at the breast? Feel no pity for the child she has born? Even if these were to forget, I shall not forget you. Look, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Now let's focus on the red cloak of the father. He writes, This is like the sheltering wings of the mother bird. They reminded me of Jesus' words about God's maternal love when Jesus says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often have I longed to gather your children as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you refused. Day and night, God holds me safe as a hen holds her chicks secure under her wings. The image of the vigilant mother bird's wings express the safety that God offers her children. They express care, protection, a place to rest and feel safe. The psalm psalmist writes you who dwell in the shelter of the most high and abide in the shade of the almighty say to your god my refuge my stronghold my god in whom i trust You conceal me with your pinions, and under your wings I shall find refuge. Thus the return of the prodigal son becomes the return to God's womb. The return to that very origins of being. And again echoes Jesus' exhortation to Nicodemus. to be be reborn from above. The near blind eyes, the hands, the cloak, the bent over body, they all call forth the divine love, marked by grief, desire, hope, and endless waiting. This is the Father. In the path, number 49. Jesus spoke to us about who he is in the Eucharist. And that by coming to know Jesus personally in the Eucharist, we will come to know the love of Abba this is what Jesus said to us the love of God is the Eucharist and is transmitted through the Eucharist just ponder that year after year the love of God the Father is the Eucharist and is transmitted through the Eucharist Jesus said, I am humble, pure, simple, silent, generous, forgiving, merciful, patient, and tender. Please gaze at him. You don't have to read. Listen and look at the Lord in the Eucharist. I give myself fully. This is how Jesus loves To the good and the bad. To the deserving and the undeserving. To those who love me and to those that persecute me. I continue to love those who do not love me. I continue to love those who use me. I continue to love the unfaithful. I continue to love those indifferent to my love. I am left alone in the tabernacles of the world with few who come to be with me, to adore me, and to give me thanks. I cry but my tears are hidden. I intercede continuously before the throne of our Father for all. Even the tears of Jesus reveal the tears of Baba, waiting, 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 waiting for us. Path number 50. Jesus says, I remain with you in the Eucharist To nourish your life with divine life, to prepare you, to strengthen you, to become one with you as you journey the path to eternal life in God. I remain in this hidden and ordinary way so that your hidden and ordinary life can be transformed into divinity. What is he saying? So that ultimately we can be transformed in the Father. Jesus came to unite us to himself to be able to become one with Ava. Here lies hidden the great call to conversion. To look not with the eyes of my own low self-esteem But with the eyes of God's love As long as I keep looking at God As the landowner As a father who wants to get the most out of me For the least cost I cannot but become jealous Bitter resentful toward my fellow workers or my brothers and sisters but if I am able to look at the world with the eyes of God's love and discover that God's vision is not that of a stereotypical landowner or patriarch but rather that of an all giving and forgiving father who does not measure out his love to his children according to how well they behave, then I quickly see that my only true response can be of deep gratitude. Many people live their lives never fully sure that they are loved as they are. Many, including us, have horrendous stories that, have, that offer very plausible reasons for their low self-esteem. Stories about parents who were not giving them what they needed. About teachers who mistreated them. About friends who betrayed them and about a church who left them out in the cold during a critical moment in their life. The parable of the prodigal son is a story that speaks about a love that existed before any rejection was possible and that will still be there After all rejections have taken place, it is the first and everlasting love of God. It is the fountain of all true human love. Even the most limited. Jesus' whole life and preaching had only one aim to reveal this inexhaustible, unlimited, motherly and fatherly love of his God and to show the way to let that love guide every part of our daily lives. In his painting of the Father, Rembrandt offers me a glimpse of that love. It is the love that always welcomes home and always wants to celebrate This meditation preparing for this retreat brought me back to the words of our Blessed Mother in Mexico. The first thing our Blessed Mother said to us in the Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe, my beloved, I have brought you before me to receive the fullness of the blessing God desires to give you. Our Blessed Mother was telling us in Mexico that the gift she wants to give us is for us to be able to receive the fullness. To me, that I. I, it, it's just all day long for days it's all I've been Is it's like one sentence in my heart not just she didn't say the, the blessing the fullness of the blessing of God our Lord wanted us to go back to that one sentence of Guadalupe receive she said receive this whole retreat has been a, a journey. It's, this retreat to me has been the journey of the whole path in just a few days. And I'm going to kind of bring the whole thing together tomorrow, but I want you to see it. What inside of us, this is how we have to come tonight to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's why we had to deal with that anger and resentment because they're walls that keep us from that embrace. The journey of the path. If you look at the painting, look at the younger brother kneeling. He looks like a little boy. Father Nowen even describes him as like an infant, like even the bald (coughs) head. Okay. The journey is for each of us to bring that inner child into the father through Christ. That's why in the path we have to come to see the older son, older child in all of us and we have to help heal him and her. But yesterday, as we were praying, I think it was the Divine Mercy Chaplet, the Holy Spirit had me focus on something I I hadn't focused at all on, and that was the person you can hardly see all the way in the back, and I kept looking through the whole chaplet of Divine Mercy, who is he? (laughs) Who is that person? And the, what I felt the Lord teaching me and showing me was, that's you too, Lord. It's, that person has to be found in all of us too. To me, that person became the one inside of us that's hiding. Many of us have been living our lives kind of Hiding. In the background, that to me is the person full of fear. He's kind of there looking, (laughs) wanting to come in, but he can't. Something's keeping him in the dark. He's in the dark. He's in fear. That's what fear does. He's the slave. Hmm? He's the slave too. He's the slave. And that's why... Are you talking about the, the one at the top? You can hardly see him. Between. And the one standing. The 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 there's, there's two on the side. There's, there's two. And there's another one so, down there. Okay. <laughs> so, as you ponder this, the Holy Spirit is going to bring each of you to kind of focus there. But the Father's waiting for all of us so we have to allow each of those persons to be found inside they're all inside of us that to become whole in many in all of us when we were not loved the way god created us to be loved by our mother and father because of their woundedness that child got so Stuck. We began to grow as men and women, and we look we look grown. Uh (laughs) But what's the problem? That's why why do what do I hear many people say? Oh, that wife has her children and her husband. He's one of the children. It's like a joke. I hear it all the time. The father is actually another child, but so are the mothers. Because a lot of mothers are still acting like, like wounded children and teenagers. You see that all the time too. Why? Because we're a bunch of grown adults that look like adults, but we're all really children. Those children in us are still s- oppressed. They're oppressed in that dark room which is the pit of our wound. And what the God wants is to give him, allow the Holy Spirit to find them. And what does that mean? What does that mean? For me it meant I had to go and I had to see myself as a child, scared. She was spent most of her life in the background there, full of fear. And I had to learn to love her with Jesus. That's why I started playing. I started teaching her how to play. In prayer, you can see yourself. In a situation in your life that you were that slave, that you... A trauma, and you need to go back there because that child got scared. That child was angry, but as a slave, couldn't express that anger. What happened to that child? That's the child that's still crying. <clears throat> Starved for love. Starved for love. And therefore we need to embrace those little girls and those sons and daughters and love them with Christ so that they become women and men. There and then we began to come into our womanhood and manhood healed in Christ. There becomes the integration of the entire person. This is what Christ came to do. It is only as we come to allow those little girls and boys to be found and to bring them into womanhood and manhood in Christ that we can come into the Father. I think you can read the rest on your own. But there's some reflection questions on page 16 for you to look at. Monica makes a comment. Even though we are restless outside or inside, we have to be there in front of of the Father, wanting and desiring to be with him. Right, and that is only we cannot get there on our own. We cannot heal ourselves. Even psychologists can help us, but can't heal us. We cannot enter that embrace, any of us. We can't make it happen. That is only the work of the Holy Spirit and the more we can abandon ourselves in the Holy Spirit that is where he's going to bring us into the Father and but we need to participate cooperate with the work of grace and that is what the path teaches us that is what the Lord is doing in all his teachings That is why only we, the Father, waits. But if we're not willing to receive self-knowledge and go there, we remain outside, you see? If we're not willing to look at our anger and resentment, we remain outside. And so this whole life journey is to bring us into the Father's embrace, to receive the fullness of blessing. And I was pondering also this morning what Kathy said about the hole in the ocean, the little... And yes, will we ever be able to receive the fullness of God in us? Of course not. But, but... When our little hearts are living in the pit of our wound, and those childs of ours are stuck in there, our hearts are full of garbage, of pain, and so the love of God that we can receive is like a little, little pot. And the Lord loves us so much that he wants to empty. And what does the path tell us? Our hearts, the Lord wants to expand, widen, stretch. Okay, so then our heart, as we work, as we cooperate, our heart can grow into a big pot. And so we receive more of the, of the love of God. Well, I'd rather have the big pot than the little one. But wait a minute. Our hearts can expand to the pool. Would you like to have the fullness of the love of Ava as a pool or as a little, little, little cup? I think you'd like the pool. I, I, and then we could maybe get to the lake. <laughs> <laughs> and he's saying fullness. Who am I? Who are you? To put a limit to the fullness of the blessing that God wants to give us. But you know what? The Lord said from the beginning, what did I begin with in this morning? Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. That was the Lord speaking to us. What I want to give you, we have no idea how much of the Father the Lord wants to give us. and we are the ones setting the limits. That's what this is all about, my family. He wants to pour. He wants to fill us. We, have, we just can't even comprehend how much of the Father's love, compassion, He wants to give us. But it all continued because we have free will. Mm. And that's why I see some in this community, wow, I'm like, Whoa. I see incredible transformation, the love. And then others I see a little less because it's a mystery. Some are just so open to going to the most difficult places. Others aren't. And there too, like the Father, what do we have to do? What is our tendency? Control? Force? Push, pull. But the Father does what? He waits. He waits. And he continues to love. So my Jesus, we end this reflection trusting in your love. Trusting in Ava's love. our Lord and our God, our one and our all. Thank you for waiting for so long. Thank you for your compassion. Send us the Holy Spirit tonight in a new Pentecost. Send us the Holy Spirit tonight to penetrate our hearts, to penetrate any barriers, any fears, that keep us from entering the father's embrace help us holy spirit help us come holy spirit come